Good morning po sa lahat. Hindi po magaling magtagalog, pero inimbito pa ko ni Pastor Mike para mag-preach sa Tagalog service. So, pagdasal natin na maintindihan natin ang pastor natin this morning. Kasi baka maging konyo at barok ang ating speaker. So, ako po ang youth ministry pastor. I'm the youth ministry pastor since July. And it's been a privilege to serve the youth of this church. Two weeks ago, pumunta po ako sa Quezon City Hall. Kailangan ko po si... I need to get my cedula. Kaya I needed to get my cedula, which is the community tax certificate. So naalala ko dati, kumuha ko ng community tax certificate or cedula. Mga ano lang yun eh, mga 13 pesos, mga 50 pesos lang. So I was going there to the Quezon City Hall. I was expecting na ah, itong barya-barya lang ang magastos ko, no? So I went into the office, I talked to the clerk, and then she started to ask me to fill up some forms. And then after I filled up some forms, I submitted it to her, he, she asked me to sit down. Sabi niya, Pastor, um, sit down, we'll just call you if it's time for payment. And then when, when, when it was time for payment, I went up to the counter, and then they asked me to pay an amount that was surprising. Hindi siya 13 pesos eh. Hindi na siya 13 pesos pala. Mas malaki na siya. And it was bigger than I expected. So, let's just say, nagbigay ako ng malutong na malutong na mga bills. Pero yung ibinalik sa akin, parang ano eh, yung resibo lang, na malambot, tapos nakasulat, sedula. So, nilalabas ko yung wallet ko, di ba? Sakit sa puso, parang niloloko ba ako nito? Korap kaya itong babaeng to? Saan yung resibo dito? Wala. So, I, I exited. Siyempre, wala ka namang choice. Kailangan mo nang kunin. I exited that office thinking in my mind. Nalugi yata ako dun, ah. Isang perasong papel. Yung binayad ko, mga tatlong peraso. Bakit ganun? So I was asking myself, why do we have that attitude when it regards to our government? How come every time we enter an office of a government or we exit an office of a government, there's some begrudging thoughts in our hearts? Ilalabas ka lang ng wallet, ang sakit-sakit sa bulsa. Pero pag nasa Jollibee ka, sige, extra rice po, extra gravy pa po, dagdag pa ng spaghetti, large coke, large fries. O kaya, sino ba yun sa Shopee parati? Sa Shopee, araw-araw ka nag-check out eh. Pero pag sa gobyerno, ayaw mag-check out. No. Why is our heart different with the same amount of money to pay to our government but willingly paid to Shopee? willingly paid to Jollibee. Why is it different? Maybe there's something different about how we think about our government that should change. There's some belief. There's some doubt that must be explored. So for the past weeks, we are still on the Book of Romans, no? And uh, we've been discussing the Book of Romans for a time now. And we've covered our identity for Christians. It talks about who we are, 
kung sino tayo as Christians, and now we're proceeding to talk about what we must be like, how we must live. Now that Christiano na tayo, tinawag na tayo ng Diyos, pinatawad na tayo, pinasok na tayo sa pamilya, paano dapat tayo nag-act as His family members? How should we interact and respond and live in this world now that we're a part of God's family, a part of His identity, and called to be His children? How should that change how we engage with the world? This is the part of the book of Romans where si Apostle Paul he was talking about how the gospel would look like. Hindi na siya nagdi-discuss sa classroom lang. Sinasabi niya, okay, alam niyo na dito sa classroom kung sino tayo. Ngayon, pag-uusapan natin, pag lumabas tayo dyan, paano tayong makikitungo sa mga kaibigan natin, sa mga katrabaho natin. Ngayon, this chapter will talk about how we must be with regards to our government. As Christians, nagbabago ba ang pakikitungo natin sa gobyerno Ngayon na Kristiyano na tayo. Ganda, pero mahirap rin. So, let's pray that God will speak to us today. Kwento ulit. May nanotice ako sa mga Pinoy eh. So, sino sa inyo nakapunta na ng Subic? Subic, Clark, Pampanga, Subic, ganda doon. One month ago, I was there with my family. And doon may napansin ako doon sa Subic eh. Sa subik pala, sa intersection, walang stoplight. Walang stoplight. Kahit big intersection yun, four-way intersection, walang stoplight. Yung ginagamit lang nila, ang tinatawag nila na four-way stop. Four-way stop. Narinig nyo ba yun? Four-way stop. Baka alam nila, mini-stop, no? Sa subik, may four-way stop. What does this mean? It means first in, first out. Yung unang nakarating sa linya ng intersection, siya yung unang pwedeng gumamit ng intersection. Lahat ng sumunod sa kanya, mag-aantay sa linya. So una, dating ako. Una na ako. Sunod na dumating, darating. Para siyang clockwise na sayaw. Ang ganda, parang mamangha ka. Ay, ako na pala. ba Ang ganda eh. It's so smooth. It's so beautiful. It's so rhythmical. And it's so unlike Manila. <laughs> no. May stoplight na nga tayo, ang gulo-gulo pa rin. Doon walang stoplight, pero parang sumasayaw lang sila. Parang alam nila eh. Papaisip ako, Amerikano ba mga to? Pag sinilip mo, Pinoy naman yung mga driver. Tapos yung, yung plaka, Manila naman. Pero bakit pagdating ng Subic, parang nagiging anghel ang driver? No. Why is it more fun in the Philippines? Or maybe it's just more fun in Manila, no? So it made me think, how come when Filipinos arrive at Subic, their behaviors change? They can follow rules. They can wait at intersections. Di sila sumisingit at bumubusina at bumabasta-basta. Bakit sa Subic, the same Filipinos who drive like crazy people in Manila drive like dancing queens in Subic? so beautiful. How come the rules change but the people are the same? How come they can follow rules somewhere else but they don't follow rules here? What is it about our beliefs about the government that changes the way we live? There must be something behind it. So this is what Paul was proposing in this chapter. Should we abide by the rules based on where we are? 
Kristiyano na tayo, wala na tayong paki sa gobyerno. Citizens naman tayo ng heaven eh. Should we obey the government and president natin? Jesus Christ is my president. So does it change? Even if we're in Manila and we're still Filipinos. We're Christians, but we're still in the Philippines. So should we follow Filipino laws? Submit to Filipino government? That is something Paul was discussing in this chapter. Let's take a look at our passage for today from Romans chapter 13. Yeah. So English po ang verse kasi baka mahirapan po ako. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities, resist what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because this, you also pay taxes. For the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. From this passage, we can see three points. The first is the author. The second is the job description. And the third is the goal of government authorities. Let's try to go through this one by one. The author in verse 1 and 2. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists these authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. Clear. Very clear here. It says the authorities that are here, that are now, are from God. They are instituted by God. And they're appointed by God. Clear. Two verses, everything was attributed to God. God placed them there. God appointed them there. God meant for them to be there. And there are no exceptions. Sabi nga sa second line. There is no authority except walang iba kung hindi ang nilagay ni Lord, ang itinaga ni Lord, ang nilagay, ang ipinwesto ni Lord. For us in the Philippines, baka nag-argue na tayo, may, may nakaisip na kayo eh. Paano natin masasabihin si God ang naglagay sa kanila? Eh, hindi ba bumoto tayo? Hindi ba may bumoto sa kanila? Anong Diyos? Hindi naman makadyos yung bumoto sa kanila eh. Pwede bang by God, from God? Eh, from their votes yan eh. Or whatever tactics that you might be thinking that caused them to be in position. There's a saying that says, not God, not God or man, not both God and man, but God through man. In fact, even in the Old Testament, this truth was readily confessed by our forefathers in the faith. 
Let's take a look at the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 2, verse 20 21. Here in this passage, Prophet Daniel was declaring and confessing the nature of the God, the God that we serve today as well. Let's read this. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. Daniel was not in a land that was good. Daniel was in a not in a land that was Christian. Daniel was in a land that was foreign. And yet he confessed this about God. He says, my God owns time. My God owns wisdom. My God owns seasons. And he is the one who takes down kings and he puts them up. Not one king have been set up apart from my God, putting them in their chairs. Think about how God removes and sets up kings. He doesn't directly come down, bababasha, tinatanggal na sa upuan, tapos inuupo niya. How does he do it? He doesn't directly do it. But sometimes he does it through battle. He does it through age. He does it through sickness. He does it through circumstance. He does it through circumstance. He has his way of removing kings and setting up kings through man. God through man. At this point, there's another question na baka tinatanong natin. Talaga? Okay, kaya ko sigurong tanggapin na si Lord ang naglalagay sa magaganda at matitinong hari. But what about the bad ones? What about the ungodly kings? What about the evil kings? Can you say that is God, by God, and from God, itong mga evil kings na ito? Well, the Bible has given us a history of those cases as well. Early on, you see the Israelites were oppressed under a terrible and abusive king. King Pharaoh of Egypt. He was abusing them, ginagamit sila, human trafficking, not even rewarding them properly for their labor. And this is what God said to Pharaoh. Si God na ang nagsabi neto. Tingnan natin. The Lord speaking here, For by now I could have put out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, and you would have been cut off from the earth. Patay. But, for this purpose, I have raised you up to show you my power so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. You are still exalting yourself against my people and will not let them go. God was describing Pharaoh. He who deserved death. At this point, pwede na kitang patayin eh. Wala kang ginagawang maganda. Ang tigas-tigas mo. Tigas na ulo mo, di ka sumusunod. Kayang-kaya na kitang tanggalin ngayon pa lang. But, for this purpose, I have raised you up to show you my power so that my name will be known in all the earth. What does this say about evil kings? Not much. They're evil. But what does this say about God? A lot. This says a lot about God because this says even human limitation, even evil kings, even insubordinate kings that are not doing what God is asking them to do, God can use. 
to accomplish His purposes and proclaim His name and show His power to all the earth. God is the author of government authorities. Evil, good, well, kind, bad, corrupt. God is the author because he's not limited by human weaknesses. He can accomplish his purposes despite of any kind of authorities. Mahirap paniwalaan, but we like to trust in our leaders kasi. And we fail to realize that our disappointment in our leaders is an invitation for us to trust in the power of our God. Our disappointment in our leaders is an invitation for us to trust in the power of our God. God is the author of every authority. Napansin niyo ba kapag kausap mo yung mga teenager, pag may inuutos tayo, may pinapagawa tayo, yung mga nire-reply nila sa atin, sinasabi nila, bakit? Sino nagsabi? Diba? Linisin mo yung kwarto mo. Shoti, shoti, linisin mo yung kwarto mo, gasom mo yung pinggan. Bakit? Sino nagsabi? Ikaw, tatay, ay, tatay ba kita? They're questioning the authority. Sino nagsabi sa'yo na ipagawa at mag-utos ng ganyan? Wala eh. We have no authority to ask people to do this and do that. Their disobedience is rooted in questioning the authority behind your position. And this is what society tells us nowadays as well. My life, my rules. You can't tell me what to do. I'm a man, you're a man. You're not supposed to tell another man what to do about his life. But in this passage, the Bible was instituting a reversal of this attitude. A man seated in position as a president telling us what to do. Bakit? Sino ka? Di kita binoto eh. But if God is truly the author of this authority, then that should change the answer to that question, bakit? Pag may utos ang gobyerno natin, Magbabayad ka ng sedula na ayaw mo, labag sa, labag sa kalooban mo. Ayaw mo talaga eh, kasi titigan mo, mukhang kurakot eh, mukha pa lang, mukha nang kurakot to eh. But you remember the truth. God appointed this person to be here. Maybe through man, maybe through votes. But it's God who authored this person. And despite of this person's limitations, despite of my disappointment and my unbelief in this person's ability, I can trust that doing my duty towards this person, God, God will carry out his purposes despite of that man, through that man. It changes. Sino nagsabi? Si God ang nagsabi. No. Who told me to do this? God told me to do this. This is what Romans is telling us. Have you confessed to believe that God is the one who put every single member of our government in position? Naniniwala ka ba? Baka iba lang. Ito, si God naglagay nito. Ito, tao naglagay nito eh. But if we truly confess this truth, 
then it changes the way we submit to our government. We submit not directly because we believe in them, their perfection, their ability. We submit to them because we believe in the perfection and the ability of God despite of their imperfection and their inability. There is a Godward sense to every person that you see seated on the position. If God is truly seated on the throne in heaven, then those that are seated on the throne on earth can be used by the God on the throne in heaven. God is the author of government authorities. Mahirap ba sa inyo maniwala sa gobyerno natin? Then maybe it's time for you to trust in God's purposes and goodness despite of your unbelief in the government. Is it hard for you to respect our current government? Then maybe it's an invitation for you to respect the one who authored them, who is able to redeem them for his purposes. Is it hard for you to believe that the leaders of the Philippines can bring about good for the Philippines? Then maybe it's time for you to trust in the goodness of God that is not limited by evil. Or baka nandun kayo sa kabilang position that is easy for you to believe, yes, yung binoto ko, nakaupo. That's fair. But maybe you believe in the leaders so much that you actually forget that it is still God who uses the leader's abilities, gifts, and personality to carry out good for the nation. You have forgotten that the good that comes out from the leader you believe in comes from the author who put them there in the first place. So both sides need a Godward sense that God is the author of every governing authority. God is the author of government authorities, number one. Second, job description. Kwento ulit. Meron kayong kailangan malaman tungkol sa akin eh. I'm a very, very forgetful person. Mamaya, siguro magpapakilala kayo sa akin. Pastor Nathan, ganda ng message niya po. Ang pangalan ko po ay si Jose. Next week, pag nakita kita, Jose, niisip ko na, sana hindi mag-high si Jose. Nakalimutan ko yung pangalan niya. Sino ulit to? I always forget every person's names. Super forgetful person ako. So mamaya, suot kayo idea. Maraming instances, dahil makalimutin ako, naiiwan ko ang wallet ko sa bahay. Pero nagda-drive na ako, nasa EDSA na ako. Wala akong, wala akong, wala license. So lahat ng stoplight, arahan titingin. May, may non-contact camera kaya dito? May nakatago bang MMDA sa kanto? Takot ka eh. Kasi alam mo, naiwan mo yung license mo. I was afraid, I was petrified at every corner. So tinatanong ko sarili ko, is this what the government is supposed to do? Is it supposed to cause fear for its citizens? And the job description of our government authorities is narrated here in Romans. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is the servant of God, an avenger 
who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. So, hindi lang si Thor, hindi lang si... Sino pa ba? Si, sila Avengers, ang Avenger natin. Government authorities are called God's Avengers. Why? Because it's discussed here that they are supposed to avenge evil because of God. So the job description, in short, is that they have to be a terror and a fear to those who do bad. And they're responsible to punish them as God's avengers. Second, they give approval to those who do good. Basically, they punish the bad and they reward the good. That's what government authorities' job descriptions are. And this is a critical part of being a lawmaker. Dapat yung ginagawa mong laws, yung isinusulat mong laws, hindi lang tungkol sa sports, para magandang bagay, pero it's supposed to make evil people fearful of being evil. It's supposed to make good people more good. You're supposed to write laws that facilitate that. People who leave their licenses should be afraid to go out of their houses. People who are doing illegal businesses should be afraid of doing illegal businesses. That is what the job description is. Very basic. Punish evil, reward good. Very basic. This is carrying out who God is. God is a God who is just. He hates evil and he loves good. Let's look at Proverbs. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breeds out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. God hates. Hate is a strong word, people tell you, but the Bible uses hate to describe God's attitude toward these evil things. So God is a hateful God, but he hates not us. He hates evil. So if you are government authority, you're supposed to carry out that hate. You're supposed to embody that hate. Ayaw na ayaw ko dyan. Kaya gagawa tayo ng batas na tigil natin yan dahil ayaw yan ng Diyos ko. A godly government is one that causes people to be fearful and apprehensive about participating in evil. You can't say you are a godly government when you ignore. Pretend you don't see evil because God is a God who sees everything. You're supposed to carry out His dominion in His land. The second he gives approval to those who do good. This is the job description of government authorities. Nung Tokyo 2020, si Heidelin Diaz nanalo siya ng gold. Lahat tayo sumisigaw sa bahay kasi nasa bahay tayo lahat eh. Di ba? Wala, konti lang ang entertainment natin at that time. But we saw Heidelin Diaz making the Pinoy pride come out. May gold tayo sa Olympics. Lumabas sa news, million-million ang reward ng gobyerno. President Duterte gives million grant, adds grant, gives higher reward, adds to the reward of Hayden Diaz for winning gold in the Tokyo Tokyo 2020 Olympics. My cash price. 
And by rewarding and approving of these good deeds, ang sinasabi ng gobyerno, this is what we want. Yan, no? Si Heidi Lin. Maging Heidi Lin kayo. This is what we are about as a country. We want Pinoy's to bring Pinoy pride. This is who we must be like. Tingnan mo si Heidi Lin. Maganda yan. If government rewards what, whatever their government rewards is what they're saying should be continued. So that's what a good government should be, though. They reward what they want to see more of in the land. That is what a godly government is. Because God is a God who also rejoices and affirms and appreciates and calls out the good of His people. He affirms the righteous. He rewards the righteous. Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with His love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Para siyang nagpapapiesta parati. Para sa mga anak niya. Para sa mabubuting anak niya. Para sa mga magagandang panalo, mga victories of His children. He rejoices over them. May patarpolin parati kapag top one ka. Sa spelling B. A godly government is one that approves and celebrates what is good. Pero ito na yung tanong eh. May tanong na naman ang mga Pinoy. May tumawag, no? Caller, caller. Pastor, pastor. Whose standard should the government use to measure what is good and bad? Okay. They have to reward what is good. They have to punish what is bad. Pero ano yung good and bad? Case to case? Depende na lang sa candidate? Depende sa person. E paano kung may leader na gustong nagpapatay ng mga insurgents, mga rebelde? Patayin natin lahat yan. Basura yan sa bansa. Tapos yung iba naman, hindi, kulong lang natin. Magbabago pa yan. Magkaiba na yung good and bad nila. E paano yung gustong may capital punishment, may pugot ulo? Yung isa, hindi, kulong lang natin yan. Lifetime. Okay na yan. Huwag tayong papatay ng tao. Good and bad, iba na naman. Some people think it is good to be an ally to this country. Ah, dikit tayo dito kay, kay country A. Kasi mabuti tong kakampi. Tapos yung isang kandidato hindi, dito tayo sa country B. Kasi mas buti to. Good and bad, iba na naman. So kanino standard ang masusunod kung sino lang naboto? Brings us to the third point. The goal. Ano ba ang goal? and government authority. Let's look at our verse. 3 to 4 and 6. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. If you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Verse 6, For because this you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God. Servant of God. Servants of God. God's servant. Ministers of God. But Bakit underline to? Importante, Bill. What this passage is telling us is that all government authorities have been authored by God, yes. Second, all authorities, having been authored by God, have a job description from God. Third, all government authorities have the goal of serving God's purposes. 
So if you ask me again, yung caller tumawag natin, tumawag kanina, sabi niya, kaninong good and bad ang masusunod? If you are authored by God, if your job descriptions are from God, then your goals, your good, your bad, your values should serve God. For you are servant of God. You are a minister of God. You are not a minister of your own priorities, of your own sauna, of your own political agenda. Your agenda should be God's agenda. For you are God's servant. God authored you to be in power. God gave you job descriptions for you to carry out on His behalf. Therefore, your goal is to please God who put you there and gave you things to do. Ni pwedeng basta-basta. Mayroon pa akong story dito na naputo yata. Bumili ako ng sofa recently. Pag bibili ka ng sofa, pagpunta ko sa furniture store, lahat yan sofa. Isang buong floor sofa. So kahit sino na lang ba? Kahit sino sofa? Basta gusto ko ng sofa. Hindi. Hindi pwedeng ganun. Kailangan, meron kang hinahanap na sofa. Ano yung kasya sa sala mo? Sofa bed ba yan? O three-seater na may... Ano ba tawag dun? Yung parang diretso ng paa. Bakit ko ginamit yung story na yun? Because the way we choose government, we can't just say, basta, may presidente tayo, pwede na. We need filters to help our shopping, to help our choices. And we have a choice. Being a democratic country, being a democratic government, the choice is given to the citizens. We have the power to choose who we vote and who we don't vote for, who we sit into power and who we don't put into power. And God checks us about the, the way we choose. It is God who authored them into power, and they have the job description and the goal to please God. But it's our choice, it's our responsibility to choose people who both understand God's reality, God's responsibility, and God's expectation of them. We must choose government authority who exhibit the following. Sample lang to, I just, I, got, I just got this from the passage. Authorities who know that their position is something God is lending them, not something they earn by themselves. Bilib na bilib ba sa sarili nila? Deserve kung maging presidente. Or do they understand, if you vote for me, I will treat this as something you tr- entrust me with and I will be responsible to it and God will judge me for it. Do these candidates exhibit that? Second, sa track record nila, do they approve what is good according to God? Do they punish what is evil according to God? Or yung good and evil nila based na lang sa political preference nila? We have a choice, brothers and sisters, mga kapwa Pinoy. Every six years, we get to vote. Do the people we vote for have a Godward sense of responsibility? Do they understand, the third point, that they are chosen by God to serve the good of His people, to carry out God's purposes? God's definition of good and bad is their job description, not their own. 
So, marami nagtatanong tungkol sa Romans 13. Sabi ni Pastor Mike kanina, bago umakit, sabi niya, iniiwasan ko nga Romans 13 eh, kasi mahirap, dami nagagalit siyan. Submit na lang ba ng submit? Pastor, ibig sabihin ba nito? Susunod na lang ako, basta sino nakaupo? Kasi si God naman daw ang author eh. Kahit evil daw, kaya naman ni Lord eh. So kahit anong iutos ng gobyerno ko, susunod ako kasi sabi ni Lord eh, si Lord naglagay sa kanya daw dyan. Tama ba? Paano kaya sagot doon, no? May story na naman tayo, pero from the Bible. Daniel ulit. And that the king flew into a rage and ordered the three men to be brought before him. He said to them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true that you refuse to worship my God and to bow down to the gold statue that I have set up? Now then, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpets, oboes, lyres, zithers, harps, and all the other instruments, bow down and worship the statue. If hindi mo gawin to, ibabarbecue kita. May Diyos ba na makakaligtas sa'yo sa kamay ko? Barbecue ka kapag di ka sumunod. Anong ginawa ni Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Your Majesty, we will not try to defend ourselves. If the God whom we serve is able to save us from the blazing barbecue and from your power, then He will. But even if He doesn't, Your Majesty may be sure that we will not worship your God and we will not bow down to the gold statue that you have set up. King, we will not. Your Majesty, we will not. Kala ko ba submit? Kala ko ba Romans 13 let's submit to all governing authorities? Bakit sa Bible pinapabida tong tatlong kaibigan? This is famous story. Daniel's three friends. What? Why? Daniel's three friends understood a concept. That they're submitting to God's servant for God's purposes, for God's goals. Anytime a king sets up his own purpose, his own goals, his own desires, and opposes it to God's, this is what we will choose. This is what Earl Lavender, who wrote an article I was reading about, about the early church and the government, he says, when the believer is caught between obeying earthly authorities and God, there is absolutely no doubt where his or her ultimate allegiance is. In all circumstance, he or she is called to be faithful to God. So sometimes, yes, our kings, our majesties can be unfaithful to God. At that point, we say, King, your majesty, with all respect, we will not. Because we serve another king, and you're not serving him as of the moment. I'm so sorry. Our submission to the government is an act of submission to God. As they are authored to carry out God-given job descriptions for God-oriented goals. Sinadya akong sulatin yan na puro God. We submit to God Authorities who are given God-given job descriptions and God-oriented goals. Tanggalin mo yung God-oriented, God-given, kahit ano lang pwede. But Christian submission is a submission to God and the people He works through. Anytime that leader 
refuses to be in submission himself to God's desires, God's rules, we also differ. Controversial. Sinasabi mo ba, Pastor, hindi kami susunod sa mga hindi godly? Oo. Oh. Hindi ako nagsabi nun eh. Romans ang nagsabi nun. It's God's word that tells us that. So, dito tayo mag-exercise. May konting exercise tayo. Nihatasan na ako ng overtime. Konting exercise tayo. As Christians ba, dapat tayo sumunod sa kahit ano at everything. Basta nasa gobyerno, nasa authorities la. 100 or nothing, either susunod tayo or hindi. Rebelde tayo o magiging citizens tayo. Ganun lang ba yun? Let's do a little exercise. There's a current uh, study in followership. Kung paano daw sumunod. May apat na types of followers. First is the absent follower. Anong klaseng follower to? Ito yung follower na hindi nagbibigay ng feedback, hindi ko comment, hindi naman nag, nag wala, walang paketong ko sa politika. Tahimik lang siya. Pero, hindi rin siya sumusunod. Nagkataon lang na nasa Pinas siya. Pero wala siyang paki sa gobyerno, hindi rin siya sumusunod sa batas. Yan ang absent follower. Ayoko lang. Dito ako, pero wala akong paki dyan. Sino ba? Sino ba nanalo? Second, ito naman critics. Mataas mag-feedback. Ito yung maraming comments sa Facebook. Lahat na lang ng, ng post tungkol sa presidente o sinabi ng gobyerno, meron siyang ipopost. Comment ng comment, dapat si ganto ganto eh. Hindi dapat ganto yan eh. Ganto, ganto dapat yan eh. Maraming comment. Comment factory. Pero wala silang ambag. Mahilig lang sa magsalita. Puro comment, puro reklamo, puro ingay. Pero wala naman silang ginagawang tulong. Dapat ganito yung bansa natin, dapat ganito yung gobyerno natin, pero hindi ka bumuboto. Low cooperation, high feedback. Critics lang sila. Para silang judge sa isang competition. Walang ambag. Ito yung pangatlo. Walang comment, pero lahat oo. Kahit saan sabihin mo, sige, basta ikaw naman, ikaw naman presidente natin eh. Ikaw naman ang bossing eh. Sunod lang ako. At the cost of their own values. These are the people who say, sorry ah, God is sovereign. Si God naman ang lagay sa kanya dyan eh. Susunod na lang ako, hindi ako papalag. Hindi ako kontra kahit mali-mali na yung pinapagawa. Nagpapa-worship siya ng golden idols, nagpapa-worship siya ng statue of gold. Okay lang, si God naman nag-author sa kanya, hindi ako papalag. Hindi rin ako comment, hindi ako magre-reklamo. Susunod na lang ako. Yes, boss. They allow authorities to step over and trample on their own convictions. They fail to understand the last way of followership, which is the dynamic way. You can have both. This is the ideal way, though, of submitting. It says, yes, I respect the leader's authority. I recognize that God has placed them there. And yet, I understand he's not a perfect person. Therefore, he needs our feedback. He needs our constructive criticism for him to be able to do his job well and better. 
And yet, hindi lang to taga-feedback. After mabibigyan ng feedback, boss, dapat ganito-ganito yan eh. Pero tutulungan kita para mapatupad mo yun. They're also cooperating with their civic duty. Their civil duty. Tumutulong, umaambag. Pero nagko-comment din kapag hindi na tama. So this is the best way to submit to our government. We submit to them respecting that God has placed them there, but also we respect them and love them by helping them. Realizing that they're also servants of God just like we are. They're just in a different position. Therefore, we must help their position just like they are helping us in our positions as citizens. There is mutual submission to each other because we are all attempting to accomplish God's purposes through imperfect individuals. So, tingnan niyo yung table. Balik natin yung table, ha. Where would you grade yourself? Ikaw ba yung maraming, pero konti lang yung tulong? O ikaw yung, bahala na, sigad, susunod na lang ako susunod kung sino nanalo. In which aspect should you grow in your submission to government authorities? More feedback or more cooperation? The way that godly authorities are able to do their God-given job descriptions and achieve their God-oriented goals is by God-oriented people helping them do it. So the way we submit to God is submitting to our government and helping them achieve godly goals and godly job descriptions. It includes holding them high to a standard that God expects of them. Kaya pabalik tayo sa verse 1. Let every person, hindi lang yung magaling, hindi lang yung mga maambag, every person be subject. Tulungan natin. Magsumite tayo. Hindi ibig sabihin, obey ng obey, pero bigyan natin ng feedback, bigyan natin ng tulong. Okay? Summary of today's message. We submit to our governing authorities by recognizing that God has authored them into position. Kung si God ang nagbigay sa kanila, tutulungan natin sila. Kasi galing kay God yan eh. Second, sorry, let's not put it down anymore. Remind and keep them accountable to their God-given job descriptions. Kapag di na nila ginagawa, ang pinapagawa ni Lord, papaalala natin, Oy, si Lord naglagay sa'yo dyan. Ang trabaho mo ay para kay Lord. Tungkol kay Lord. Please wag mong kalimutan, tatrabaho mo, galing kay Lord, servant ka ni Lord. Feedback. Third, hold them up to a standard fit for a servant of God. Ba't ganyan na? Ba't ganyan na tayo? ba? Si God naglagay sa'yo dyan? Come on. Let's be better. Let's be better. Let's be better government. So that's how we submit to our government officials. So I hope this message challenges both of us. Those who are trusting in our government and those who are trying to trust our government, that we have a role from both ends. May the Lord speak to us strongly through his passage. Let's close in prayer. Lord, it's so hard actually for this passage for us to understand how to submit our governing authorities, especially when they're people. We see their flaws, we see their weaknesses, we see their evil sometimes. And so we confess that we are weak, we are unable to understand sometimes and comprehend our role in, in how we can accomplish good despite of the seemingly powerful authorities 
preventing that. And there are others of us who believe so much in our authorities that we forget actually that it is still God, you, God, who, who works good in and through them. So from both ends, Lord, we confess. We confess that we have failed to be better followers of you and failed to submit to government authorities. Teach us this day, Lord, to learn how to improve our submission to your government and to trust in your goodness despite of all their weaknesses. And yet, take up our responsibility, Lord, to strengthen them, to support them, to help them, to cooperate with them, to accomplish your good and your goals. Pray all these things in your holy name. Amen.